Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff Hopkins and I'm joined by my good friends Richard Manfredi and Michael Winfield. Richard and Michael spend most of their time arguing with each other about the Mount Rushmore of life, the four things that best represent any certain topic. They've asked me to jump in and serve as judge and jury to decide who's right on this week's topic, which is fictional presidents. Uh, how you doing, Michael and Richard? I'm good, Jeff. How are you, Richard? I'm doing well. Had a good weekend. Okay, Richard is going to start off uh, this topic, fictional presidents. What do you got? Well, I was thinking about fictional presidents, and I was thinking about you know how they really are representations a lot of the time about who, what we want out of our presidents, even if they don't deliver. And so that immediately took me to President Bartlett from the West Wing, uh. um, which is pretty much the uh, you know the white liberal males like dream you know candidate and as a white liberal male myself i'm pretty much bound by law i think to have to pick him Uh, i think it's a really good choice i i almost had him on my list um almost for the exact same reasons but then uh i kind of approaches from a a different point of view but we'll talk about that in a sec Uh, yeah wait jump all over me yeah no but he had I, i think that uh that uh jed bartlett had the longest time to be president on like television like he's he's inhabited the office of the president as long as like presidents have right so he really has i think there's a, like a, a certain gravitas yeah oh, wasn't that well, like that one episode of a sitcom where radar from mash to be president <laughs> and then it was canceled after the first episode so you think that lends to his uh he almost feels like he was a real president because he, he wasn't with us for four years but he you got to see so much of the character. Well, I like I like your approach that these fictional presidents are are idealistic in a certain way, and I I think that's what is nice about or or, or good about like the Bartlett character is that uh, you know he's funny and warm and interesting, and most presidents like I don't know what they do they they go to banquets and sit in a round room. That, that that wraps up my entire knowledge of American <laughs> politics. Like fictional TV presidents and, and fictional presidents in general are like fictional dads. We want them to be paternal and we want them to give us structure and be stern, but also acknowledge their own mistakes when they make them yeah. and be perfect. Yeah, and the thing about Bartlett is, is as he was kind of delivered to us as a character, he's sort of kind of gruff at times and can be kind of a pain in the ass. But deep down inside, he really cares about everybody, which is like the total dad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like the dad president pretty mm-hmm. much. And of course, I'm talking about the West Wing, like the first, I don't know what it was, five seasons after like when his daughter started getting kidnapped and CJ became chief of staff and they couldn't get people out of like the, the space shuttle. It started, that may have jumped the shark. And cousin, cousin Oliver came on. Yeah, cousin Oliver <laughs> became, the, <laughs> became the secretary of education. <laughs> And then I think I think he ran for president on the A sit on it platform, right? <laughs> I believe that's what it was. But yeah, I mean he and it's funny that you mentioned that you guys kind of mentioned that he almost felt like a real president. I was doing some research about this, and one of the executive producers of the show actually by the end of the show thought that Martin Sheen actually thought he might have been president. <laughs> Apparently, they went to like the 2000 Democratic campaign, and like people were coming up to him like addressing him as president Bartlett, basically. That's and great. Like glad handing and shaking hands and basically acting like a politician. Oh, wow. Which. Okay. So like every president, the power went to his head. Yeah. You would, <laughs> as you would hope. Another interesting fact about this, apparently they, when, when Aaron Sorkin originally considered the show and developed it, he actually didn't want the president to be shown at all. He would be like this shadowy figure that would be talked about. And maybe you'd see, he'd be basically like Charlie from Charlie's angels. Oh, wow. 
so the West Wing could have been a decidedly less sexy mm-hmm. version of Charlie's Angels. I mean, <laughs> your opinion of seeing Richard Schiff in a bikini, you know, may influence that. But that goes to show that, you know, with one decision, that show could have been totally different, could have been probably much worse. It also shows how much cocaine Aaron Sorkin was probably on at the time when he decided that. Well, I'm pretty sure the first episode or the pilot episode of West Wing basically did that. It yeah. was they, you know, they kind of talked about him and hush tones they, they they referred to him as you know as potus and that was mm-hmm. a big thing and then you don't see him until like the you know 44th minute and he comes in and delivers some epic speech that yeah. you're supposed with a lot of you know i think he could have been like kaiser soze where he's played by a mostly kind of withered crippled guy throughout most of the show and then you realize he's president at the end right. <laughs> as he walks down <laughs> that the guy's the president <laughs> what i love what? about west wing is nobody says their last line until they're standing in a doorway yeah if somebody's in in the middle of an office they'll say uh, good job mr president then they walk to a doorway and say, no, great job, Mr. President. <laughs> they walk out of the doorway. So, Michael, what's your opening volley for this? Well, I, I took this uh, from a very different point of view than, uh, than Richard did, is I really wanted to focus on the fictional side of being president. And I think the idea of a fictional president really um, shows that it can go all over the place. And uh, that includes to uh, really bad places with uh, my first candidate, which is uh, President Alexander Lex Luthor, who was president. I knew it. I knew it. You, call, you called it right before it. we got on, uh, started recording. But um, the idea that, I don't know, one of the top two bad guys in the DC universe, yeah. uh, you know, arch nemesis to Superman, uh, becomes the most powerful man, you know, in the United States, at least metaphorically. So I don't know. I, I, I Forgive me. I know next to nothing about comic books except for like Superman. Apparently Krypton is bad for him. Right. That's right. Crypt- okay. Crypt- yeah. Krypton yeah. is bad for Superman. Everybody <laughs> is that right? from, like from that. Richard Manfredi. <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't know these. And things. this fellow Lex Luthor is yeah, this, uh, an well, adversary to our yeah, man well, in blue. So no, seriously, how did I don't know how Lex Luthor becomes president. So, well, at some point in the DC Comics universe, Lex Luthor was like just this bumbling kind of mad scientist. And eventually they kind of retconned it so that he was a businessman. And I think that there will be movies in the future or they kind of reflect this that he is like he owned LexCorp and he developed technology and basically all the technology was derived to kill Superman. Right. So you're describing Dick Cheney. <laughs> right. And uh, So where's Halliburton get thrown into this? That's right. And so uh through his wealth he I don't know. I I can't remember if he rigged the elect. He probably did cuz cuz again evil. And then um, was it voting machines? Did they was that, that how he, he rigged them? Like the new new voting machines? Yeah, yeah. The Lex Lex Corp's voting machine, basically. Right. And so he uh, he he won the presidency. I'm sure much to uh, Superman's dismay and Batman's dismay. He was not he was not happy with him either. Um, I have a couple of notes of of things that he did uh, in office. Some of his accomplishments. Right. He was impeached for the illegal uh, use of the super steroid venom. Which I assume gives you a lot of uh, bad superpowers, strength, whatnot. If erection persists after four hours, just continue using venom. Uh, The theft of uh, and use of uh, a battlesuit from the world of Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Um, And also the attempted attempted murder of Superman uh, and Batman. So, I mean, like, he really really took this being president to the degree that only he could. The the important question is... Where do you stand on guns? Uh, he was pro guns, yeah. Um, pro lasers, yeah. Pro guns that shoot lasers, missiles. Uh, pro missiles, yeah. Pro- well, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> each of you has kind of described that you're on polar opposites. Like 
Richard, you described how real Bartlett was, and and I think Michael, you described how fabulously fictional Luther was. But it sounds like that's exactly the kind of like president that we had in LBJ or JFK, this guy, or Reagan. On the on on the surface, he's your grandfather paternal type of character, and he's doing dirty deeds behind the scenes. So. Well, I think it was, you know, I think with Luther, he was doing them in front of the scenes as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to kill Superman, trying to kill Batman. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think secretly, you know, each side of the aisle demonizes whoever is in office. They want that person to be evil. Everything they put out to the press or their party's point of view is that this candidate is evil. But with mm-hmm. uh, Lex Luthor of the uh, Tomorrow Party. Oh. All tomorrow, they usually with all That's tomorrow's weird. Parties. He's bald. Um, also, Daddy Warbucks is bald. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. there's an Annie thread. Was Scrooge bald? Scrooge bald. I don't know. Was he? Okay, so bald guys. <laughs> Watch out for all bald guys. They're gonna they're gonna get you. Yeah, we'll be doing the uh, the Mount Rushmore of fictional bad guy bald guys coming up in a future episode. <laughs> so, so we're a quarter of the way through. Uh, let's go back to Richard. For your all time. right. So the first one was like I said, the idealized version of the the perfect you know white liberal president. So my next choice, I'm actually going kind of the opposite there and going kind of the, the satire version of the white liberal president. So I'm going Merkin Muffley from Dr. Strangelove, All right. of course, played by Peter Sellers in one of the three roles that he played for that. Uh, quick aside, he was actually supposed to also play the uh, mad Texan bomber that wound up being played Kong. by uh, yeah, Slim Kong. Okay. Yeah, um, but it was played by Slim Pickens. He didn't want to do the Texas accent, but he eventually got it down. Then he hurt his ankle and couldn't get like into the actual like set of the uh, airplane. The bomb contraption. Yeah, the, F- the F-16 or whatever mm. it was. Um, so I chose this because I think this is really kind of the first – movie that you actually saw the presidency being lampooned. Movies before that seemed like the office of the president was this really venerable and hallowed thing that you just you didn't make fun of the president, even if it was in the movies. They were basically kind of treated with respect and there were people to be admired and Merkin Muffley was not. Mm-hmm. By all stretch of the imagination, a horrible president winds up uh, more or less getting the entire world destroyed by, uh, by, by nuclear weaponry. Now, was that part of his campaign's Speech. I, I don't remember if that was like one of his promises that he delivered one on, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, it Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor's like. So I tried to kill one or two guys, and you did everyone. Bravo. My my hat is tipped to you, sir. Was he, he has to wear a hat because he's how bald. how is this uh, supporting your white liberal? Is it just be, oh, from a, the fact that you're a white liberal film lover and you love uh, Kubrick and Strange Love? Well, yeah, this one. Well, this that one kind of backdoor fit into that. Also, Merkin Muffley, bald. Another, 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 another bald guy. This is getting crazy. And of course, the name Merkin Muffley. That's just great right there. And I, Two I'm, references to pubes. I can't imagine that. How, how did that get into the. Also, how also, did that get into the. How did the censors let that go in 19. Like, whatever that was, 61? That's, yeah, that's crazy that round. nobody caught that. Um, but Kong, yeah. With Kong, there's a wiener reference. The original, yeah. the original name was Pube Crotchmeyer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's hold on. That that might be wrong in Wikipedia. Let yeah, me, let me, let me let me wiki that. that, might, that and no, you're actually right. But come on, he has one of the best lines in all of film history. The gentleman, there's no fighting in the war. No room. fighting in the war room. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that. Yeah. And then yeah. the the conversation he has with the uh, Soviet uh, premier, Dimitri. Is, <laughs> yeah, as, as as Dimitri is totally drunk and trying to explain to him that whoops, um, we accidentally <laughs> are going to be dropping a uh, atomic bomb on on your country. Yeah, sorry what, about that. What I think is cool about those, they kind of bookend the Cold War. Not that it started necessarily 
in that same era, but then the Bartlett was kind of towards towards the end. I guess if we think of uh, the fall of the Soviet Union as, as the end, but yeah. we're still kind of pulling out of that. Wow, that uh, put a real damper on things. I shouldn't have said that. So, do you want to? Can uh, we get back into this Merkin talk? Yeah, let's real get, yeah, let's more, get more, more Merkin. Michael, what's your number two, as it were? Uh, my second one, f- also from comedy. I guess you'd call Strange Love comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's dark comedy. comedy sure. Um, it is President Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Ooh. Dew, Herbert Camacho <laughs> from Idiocracy. Oh yeah. And I think Terry Crews played uh, uh, President Camacho, who was a, um, a performer, pro- professional wrestler, uh, and porn star. I think though just those two lines that lined him up to be the president of this the stupid world uh in the future summed up everything that like I hope that that was the first thing that Mike Judge wrote was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the president in the future is a pro wrestler and porn star and then yeah. everyone else just loves him or it just came from the name maybe the name was the first thing he came up with and he wrote the rest of the movie based off it of, it could be yeah. I'm I'm always interested in where like names of movies come from whether they had like a good name and that, and then they wrote the story, or if there's yeah. a story and then they they work over the name over and over to try yeah. to get it to, or if like you know sometimes you'll see like I don't know, some stupid line from a song. It's like "Boys Don't Cry," a Cure song. Mm-hmm. Was that the name the, first song second? No, no well, first? That, yeah. well, like d- did they write the movie with that name in mind? They're like, oh, boys don't cry, huh? I'm going to write this movie. And then, or is it just like they, they come to it? Uh-huh. I think uh, Idiocracy is a movie well, that... Do you think that uh, Camacho could be any more ridiculous than <laughs> that Trump? That's funny, by the way. Like, if you think of like the wrestler. I mean, Trump is oh, essentially I... a, uh, a, a sideshow barker, professional wrestler. No, I think that yeah. I think that's a very that's a very apt <laughs> Trump uh, is in the WWE Hall, Hall of Fame, by the way. That's true. Yeah, he's a wrestling Hall of Famer. <laughs> the uh, guys that took a billion dollars and turned it into a million dollars, and now he's running for president, yeah. I don't. I just. It's again. This goes along my, with my line of thinking of like this is the most insane person that could possibly be yeah. possibly be yeah. president of the United States, and um, you know he did some good. Yeah. I mean, they eventually got uh, you know the nation off of Brondo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it is what plants crave. Uh, they were able to put the smartest man in the world at that yeah. point in as the next president. You mean yeah. some guy? Uh, not sure. Oh, not sure. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he did good in in office. I mean, he he got the nation turned around uh, once again. No, oh, that was a very good pick. That mm-hmm. was certainly on my short list, except the fact that I never actually saw the movie. No. Oh, you got to see it. Yeah, I've never seen it. Well, you're an idiot, Christy, for not seeing it. Okay, Richard, let's go to your third pick. Third pick is David Palmer, President Palmer from 24. And I did not pick him just because I wanted to have slightly different tone on the Mount Rushmore, if you catch my drift. Mm. Um, I mean, he really, I mean, to be fair. I was wondering when you were going to, as a white liberal, pick choose some, a minority, because I think <laughs> I Morgan, to, right? Morgan Freeman is the white liberal choice because of the white liberal guilt that we have. Right, yes. This, this, being yes, yes, thank you. Since I picked him, this is your 40 acres and a mule, black friends. <laughs> uh, Racism is now over. By the way, President Camacho, also an African-American that's true. Oh, that's for true. your that's for your true. knowledge, you played by Terry Crews. So there's there's one before. 
That's true. Free podcast listeners, Michael and Richard, both Eskimo, so they can speak liberally about any Inuit. Yes, <laughs> Inuit. Yes, my people. Um, so why Palmer? Well, he actually may have influenced an election, a real life election, to begin with. Um, I was reading some analysis by BBC News after the 2008 presidential election, and the analyst actually mentioned something called the Palmer effect that may have ha- occurred where by seeing President Palmer on TV in 24 and he was this, you know, really stand up, honest and do whatever it took to, you know, stop the terrorist type of president that at, that actually may have made some voters feel more comfortable with voting for a uh, a black president. Um, it's kind of the opposite of the uh, Bradley effect, which is where people tell pollsters that they're going to vote for a black uh, candidate, but then when they get to the polls, they actually don't. It's hmm. just they feel they don't feel comfortable saying they wouldn't vote for a black person because they're black, but that's actually how they vote. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So him and then Dennis Hazelberg has actually said he thought that the kid, having a you know successful, popular, powerful black president on this big show may have actually in some way influenced the, the election. So Barack Obama, you're welcome. <laughs> well, what's interesting about that is that that kind of leads into not my next pick, uh, but uh, I, I have a note here that the most fictitious thing in all of fictitious American presidents, at least up until Obama, mm-hmm. was having a black president. Right. Um, doing my research for this, there is just a whole list of uh, African American black presidents that versus the non African American black that's presidents right, that yes. were uh, <laughs> Akeem the Dream. Yeah, could have been. Uh, so, but, but, but what was interesting is how many uh, like African American presidents, uh, fictitious ones, uh, were the first. Like they, like that was always a very important distinction. Uh, they all had to be the first black president, and like that was like from uh, oh, let's say do, 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 do Chris Rock in Head of State, right? Uh, let's say who else? Blair Underwood. Uh, in the movie The Event, oh, uh, yeah. David Palmer, first, first Amer- African American president. Morgan Freeman. Uh, and- Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Alfre Woodard. Uh, mm. Danny Glover. Uh, it's just amazing that that is like such an important trope, like that leads you know credence to their right. importance, like just in fiction. Mm-hmm. Like it's right. like it couldn't just be like there's just a black president. It had to be the first one, right. and mm-hmm. that gave them something else while you know the earth was exploding right oh, yeah um so I, this, I, what's your third michael oh hold one second right. bop, 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 bop. The one thing i did want to point out that in the fictional world of 24 and i didn't know this apparently president palmer was a basketball star at the university of maryland and actually made like the game-winning shot to send uh the terrapins to the 1979 uh finals where they lost to indiana state which is larry bird's team which is interesting because that game was the uh, first bird versus magic game, the huh. national championship final. Um, and that's really was what kind of paved the way for college basketball to become more popular. And you know, the two of them come in, becoming rookies the next season and really kind of taking off. So I'm wondering in, in the world of 24, does magic Johnson not exist then? Is this like a, a parallel universe where there is no magic Johnson? Beep. I don't know. I don't yes. know. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I don't. Why would you choose that game that everybody knows? Unless you're trying to retcon mm-hmm. some sort of thing where, like, you know, mm-hmm. the magic. I, you know, it's probably that they, yeah. they probably say they didn't want the magic. Lazy writing. <laughs> well, That's a never... good pick. I watched uh, 22 hours of the first season of 24 before I kind of petered out, and I never watched it again. <laughs> so if it had been 22, would you have been more I'm into all it? All in. 
Mm. All in on 22. Right. So what's your number three slot uh, there? Continuing in the... Uh, Continuing along the the line of thinking of super uh, fictitious presidents, the next president on my list is mm-hmm. President Abraham Lincoln, uh, vampire hunter. Uh, <laughs> good lord! Now this is an interesting case of using a real president from history, uh-huh. right? But then adding less a huge. I mean, all right, side ma- sidebar. Is this allowed? <laughs> you social president? Well, no, 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 it's a real. I, I will. I think I would allow it because it's not like the I mean, real his, his version int- of Lincoln. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that the liberal media has put out there, <laughs> right? The document that is the novel. Yeah. "Quote unquote novel." Yeah, are you? Are, are is, uh, is this from the book or from the movie version? This. Hey, listen, this is both. It's the same guy. You know, in mm. in the book, Mr. Lincoln, before he was President Lincoln, right, uh, had fought off some vampires uh, back in his back in his home, um, tracked them down to New Orleans, right. fought a bunch of vampires mm-hmm. there, became president, fought a bunch of, bunch of vampires there. The entire Civil War, in case you didn't know, wasn't about slavery. Uh, it was about uh, vampire. Elimination. Well, it was it was you know the whites, uh, white vampires, owning slaves as their food source, and they didn't uh, want to give that up. Okay. So then you know the the old vampire hunter, President Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. he started the Civil War. I mean, before that, they tried to do the Missouri Compromise, where where vampires could you know I think it was like was this in the movie that was north of the Mason that was when the werewolves could come in right Uh, but they only count as three fifths of a dog I think I Uh, saw this movie Twelve Years a Slave Two Years a Vampire (laughs) 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 okay so. Yeah, in your in your so you you think that uh, first of all you saying that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was not a documentary was indeed some kind of actual uh, fictitious. I didn't is say that, that, is that what you're but stating? I didn't I didn't not say that at the same time that I didn't say. That. I mean the movie I I never saw the movie right. I assume it's garbage probably, but just the idea that someone came up with this idea is a great idea. Yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, Richard, are we gonna, uh, we're almost all yeah. we're going to getting our last rounds here. I got last pick, and then there are a couple of, uh, I'm going to give my brush, meh, some of the ones I, I thought about but didn't wind up going for because the fourth spot got a little tricky for me. Oh, are these, are these your, uh, like, honorable mentions? Yeah, my honorable mentions. Go down the list. Or dishonorable mentions, mm. as it were. Yeah, just the ones I really considered was uh, Tom Beck from Deep Impact, okay. you know, Morgan Freeman, which, you know, we all would want Morgan Freeman to be president yeah. if we could choose. But the problem is that that's not a very good movie. It's not even the best movie involving a giant meteor coming crashing down to Earth that was released that year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I could do that. It was the second best meteor movie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what they actually led with in their uh, advertising, which might explain <laughs> why you see so only well. two meteors. <laughs> Please see ours as well. Yes. I uh, also thought about James Marshall from Air Force One, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. probably the second most kick-ass uh, fictional president of yeah. all time, which might foreshadow my last pick. Oh. Also thought about Dave Kovic from Dave. Okay, yeah. Which uh, the He's only... one of my favorites. Which yeah. was problematic to me because was he actually ever technically president? He was just impersonating a president. I felt like that was probably cheating with the rules a little bit. But positives. Until he, Vampire, I would have said, yeah. yeah. So, some, someone might argue with you <laughs> yeah. about Dave pretty shortly. Uh-oh. But he is the only, pre- only, only quote unquote president who could throw a t- uh, 12 to 6 curveball. And he got sleep with Sigourney Weaver. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, and the last one I was thinking about was, uh, well, besides President King from The Simpsons, mm-hmm. um, was Laura Roslin from Battlestar Galactica. 
okay. just because I wanted to see Michael's head explode about having talk about Battlestar Galactica. No, that's cool. Damn. I don't. I don't care about the show. I I saw like the the pilot and then fell asleep through it. Oh, but but if and it, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if President of Space counts as fictional presidents. But I I have a <laughs> I have a vampire hunter on my list. So <laughs> I have a vampire oh hunter, uh, a, uh, Lex not. Lex Luthor. I was and, say, yeah, if Lex Luthor and showed a wrestling up in the, porn star. Yeah. So whatever you want to put on there, I'm good with. Yeah, if it turned out that Lex Luthor was a Cylon, would you have been more interested in the show? <laughs> well, I do like Cylon T. Mm, good point. Uh, no, the last one they did wind up going with was uh, President Whitmore from Independence Day. Mm. Um, I think these that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you're talking about that Abraham Lincoln killed a bunch of vampires, right? Yeah. He stopped an alien invasion, shot them down in his F-18. Yeah. Were, were they vampire aliens? Um, I don't know. The results of that test they did when they drug him <laughs> in was kind of inconclusive. Um, it's funny that now that you say that, I think like – Donald Trump could have played the Randy Quaid part in that movie. <laughs> well, that's his voting base. Yeah, that's his voting base right there is actually Randy Quaid. That's why they had to get him back from Canada. Yeah, and actually, I've got to give a shout out to my wife on this one who, who pointed out that, that President Whitmore actually earned the bomber jacket that George W. Bush was running yeah. around with after yeah, that's uh, hilarious. 9-11. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, he stopped an alien invasion. And also, bonus point, he did uh, have the balls to order a nuclear strike on Houston, which – if you, we've all been one. Which I, yeah. I have no he's problem. He's just doing what everybody wants. I have no problem with it. If, if, if president wants to go ahead and just new call of Texas, bravo, good <laughs> job, guys. So I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I think that's a really fun pick. It, it's one of those. It's it's another idea. I I really like big speeches. Yeah. From presidents, mm-hmm. and that was one of those. Like I almost chose uh, here a couple of people. I almost chose uh, was uh, uh, hold on uh, Andrew Shepard from the American President. Yeah. Oh. Because one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in movies is just his big, like, earnest speech at the end where he just, like, uh, tears apart his yeah. political rival yeah. for going after his girlfriend. And, like, it's just so – it's, you know, also Aaron Sorkin. And so, like – It's a Capra-esque yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, American it's, characters on and, display. And, you know, definitely uh, – The it, swelling music is happening. Four, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's that same moment where, like, you want this – you want this guy – you want our president to actually – be the guy that mm. it's saves, president, saves yeah. humanity. It's president as football coach. Yeah, yeah. Given the big like rah rah. Well, I think it's also your your clearly your choices have described your president as somebody you want to give a smackdown uh, <laughs> on people. So like the idea is the guy who's going to wield the power. Yeah, that POTUS can wield. So all right. So and, and I, I do have my with my Mount Rushmore. I also have my Mount Rush less. Mm-mm. Which are the worst choices? Well, hold on. Oh. I still have one more to do. Oh, oh you do. Okay. Yeah. So, so Go my. Ahead. I'll, I'll save you. that for the end. So my, my I'm sure fourth, yours will be on the list. My fourth guy, which Richard had uh, just previously mentioned, almost made his list, was uh, President William Harrison, Bill Mitchell slash Dave Kovic from the movie Dave. Nice by uh, Kevin Klein. And I thought that as he kind of got to you know kind of wear both you know be both sides of the coin right. with the president, he got to be uh, really evil president who slept around was like the bad, the bad quote, unquote, he was the bad, bad guy he was the bad republican president yeah. and then dave the character of dave who came in to play the president was like a, de- a democrat and he right. was a good guy and also he was a fictitious president in a movie about a fictitious president like he got to he was a pretend president it's and, meta is what you're it saying super meta yeah. it was so i so i like that up. okay um i like to Move that that one gets ejected because he was never actually president. Boom. Nailed you. Got you. 
I don't like this gotcha politics gotcha, all of a sudden. Gotcha. You know, uh, I want to get the politicians out of, politi- <laughs> fictional, of fictional American of politics. Fictional. Um, um, no, I, I think that's a great choice. I was, I, I, I had been a tad bit concerned that I loved the movie. I remember seeing it when it came out. I yeah. absolutely loved it. I don't know how many people still remember that movie. Is that one of those ones that? Is it one of those ones that people still really like? I think there's fond memories of it. Okay, I, I think it, as far as that, it seems like the last film that was about ethics and the presidency because yeah. it didn't come before Clinton impeachment. I think as, I it feel might like have it been did, right, around, right around yeah. that same time. Yeah, and I think there was after that. I think we realized that, and, and there's stuff back in the history where you realize uh, JFK was boning Marilyn Monroe in the Oval Office. Like presidency and ethics aren't something people even require anymore. Right. You know, my only concern about this, that movie, in, in hindsight, is maybe they could have made him and his doppelganger look not quite so much exactly alike. Maybe have him look yeah, a little bit different. Maybe have Dave have a beard to start out with or maybe an earring or glasses or just anything. I think that's based on that time a rodeo clown impersonated LBJ. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think this is, is exactly, that what, exactly <laughs> what it is. Because did, did, did no one at like Dave's like a nonprofit where he worked ever go you look exactly like the president no i don't mean you look a little <laughs> bit you look exactly like the president like his wife didn't notice right? yeah like yeah. like like patty duke yeah you know identical cousins alike so, or he's a good actor that's it is acting that's it oh yeah I mean, no no his wife did did, did 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 because the first scene where he's in the shower oh okay and the implication is that dave kovics is really well hung. Uh, okay. She notices honker. Yes. Uh, big, so, old, big old. Did you do a kind of mush rush less list? I don't. I had some that, that made like that might that I almost chose almost or, or kind of on my okay. short list. I don't. Uh, let me read through a couple of these before Richard gets to his uh, uh, rush less, uh, which we didn't discuss beforehand. No, so it's I just, just kind of freestyle. It's yeah, a bonus. We can talk. Should I save this for the bonus? No, 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 yes. no. It's good. Uh, I like uh, James Dale in Mars Attacks. Oh, yeah. Played by Jack Nicholson, who got to play two roles in that film I liked. Um, President Frankenstein in the movie Death Race 2000, who becomes president after he murders the president with his car. <laughs> I actually have Mr. President from Death Race 2000. That's, that's the one who gets killed. Um, a couple TV ones. Selena Meyer on uh, Veep, which mm-hmm. she's incredible. And uh, at the same time, uh, Frank Underwood on... Uh, House of Cards. See, yeah, he's on my Mount Rush less. Your Rush less because that accent is so bad. Yeah, it's. Can we it's, talk? Can we talk about his alleged like Southern accent? Southern accent. Yeah. It's really bad, yeah. and he's a great actor. Kevin Spacey can impersonate anybody, but anybody south of the Mason Dixon. Pretty much, okay. yeah. yeah. He can cannot do uh, Jack Lemmon as a Southerner. <laughs> we all have not our, in his wheelhouse. We all have our limits, I <laughs> guess. A um, couple of the ones I just I just absolutely did not want to put on there. One was Andrew Shepard from the American President. Yeah. Simply because that's pretty much like. Like the proto Bartlett, yeah, yeah. it's like Bartlett light, mm-hmm. basically, is what it is. It's like everything about Bartlett, but nah, you're not quite as much as you don't like him quite as much. You wanted him to get the guns, but he never, re- you know, he never really gets the guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says he's going to get the guns, but there's no guns that are got. Yeah, I also have uh, Matt Santos, who was the guy who took over from Bartlett mm-hmm. as the uh, president, because mm-hmm. if there's anyone who's played a president who looks less presidential than Jimmy Smiths, <laughs> if there's a world where Jimmy Smiths is the president. Um, Jack Stanton from Primary Colors, uh, played by, again, noted Southerner, (laughs) John Travolta. (laughs) Also, uh, Monroe Cole from Welcome to Mooseport, which really pisses me off because that was Jack or Gene Hackman's last Last role. Killed his career. 
career. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's that's the one he chose to go out on. It's like after yeah. after I after I've acted with Ray Romano, <laughs> nothing left for me accomplished as an actor. You guys, so maybe that just did it. Maybe that just killed him. Maybe, maybe he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm done, guys. Stop this. So we've we've mentioned our picks, right? And yeah. We've mentioned our kind of also rans, our rush less list, and so now uh, since you've kind of improvised this uh, component of the show where you mentioned your rush less, I'm going to improvise the uh, host's choice where I get to Ooh. pick one fictional president, and that fictional president is uh, uh, the band. The presidents of the United States of America, <laughs> and I was going to dramatically underscore this with uh, peaches, but I can't seem to pull it up on my phone. We'll so, fix that in edit. We'll fix that we'll in fix edit. That in edit. edit. <laughs> all right. So um, now uh, I've tallied up all the the, the uh, scores and votes that I've been giving to you along the way. God, I hope there's not a hanging Chad with this one. There's not. Those this, dangling, you're not going to no do dangling. a Steve Harvey thing, are you? <laughs> Miss America is. Uh, not in Inuit, which no. both of you are, so unfortunately. So one thing I liked about Richard's list was that it fulfills his uh, um, kind of white liberal fantasy of <laughs> of these guys who are in charge who are uh, intellectual, ethical, and making decisions based on the good of mankind. But I liked even more Michael's completely erratic take on the subject <laughs> by making the most uh, subversive, chaotic list of presidents that he could even uh, find, each of them wielding a weapon throughout most of their uh, fictional presidency. So this week, or this episode's, sorry, so this episode's uh, winner on the topic of fictional presidents, the Mount Rushmore winner is Michael Winfield. Good job, Four Michael. more years. Good job, Mike. I concede. Woo. I like to say, I, I believe I ran a good campaign, a clean campaign. I like to uh, congratulate Michael on his uh, victory. Um, honestly, when, when I got hit with Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, there was no <laughs> that. that was just the knockout blow. Uh, I didn't want to run a smear campaign either, but I will. Richard sucks. Oh. His choices were dumb, and I hate him. So you're supposed, to do, that, you're supposed to do that after. No, before you went, not after. If you'd like to follow us online or listen to past episodes, please check us out at mtmtrushmorepodcast.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash mtrushmorepodcast or Twitter at mtrushmorepod. 